Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Good morning. Today is Tuesday, May 12th, and we have Christopher Laffey with us. How's it going, brother? Good, Aaron. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic. A little bit of an insane morning this morning, but <laughs> doing fantastic. Glad to catch up with you again. Old buddies, we've done a lot of work together, and uh, now we're kind of off doing separate things, but it's really good to see you and good to catch up with you this morning. Glad to have yeah. you on the show. Well, thank you. You know, and I've, even though, you know, there's been some segmentation between the way we've been working together, Aaron, I'm still relying on your team heavily. You know, I, I'm reaching out to the guys on a regular basis, making sure I'm keeping them, you know, busy and engaged, but you guys are always awesome to me. Make my life a lot easier. Yeah, man. Well, that's the plan. So, uh, so news, what are y'all looking at in tech news? And I'll, I'll admit right out of the gate, um, I have not had a chance to look at anything this morning. So I'm going to be just commentating on what y'all see. What, what, what have y'all looked at today? Oh, we, big day coming up with the Tanzu Summit um, okay. happening today, you know. And this is the, the second one. The first one was run last, uh, last year down in uh, Round Rock. You know, it's gone virtual just like everything else, you know. And, uh, but looking forward to spending some time with the team, you know, Aaron, I know we did a lot of work with, with Pivotal and the movement into uh, PKS into VMware and, you know, looking at the backside of this, I'm, you know, starting to think about, you know, what these deploys are going to look like and what the structure is going to look like and, you know, what we're going to actually be able to do with this explosion. Um, and I think it's going to be really cool, you know, um, Defining this landscape has been really fun over the last few years and seeing something like that evolve to the point of, you know, general availability and, you know, out in the real world, is, it's kind of cool. You know, the, probably the most fun part of the last few years of, of us working together and so forth has been really that push and evolution. You know, yeah. Tyler, Tyler and I were talking, you know, when we had the, the we'll call it Zoom confusion for the morning. All right. <laughs> um, you know, we were talking about some of the history and, and, you know, some of the things that the way that we've brought things together um, has just been awesome. And as I spend time with customers and, you know, that's really been the biggest shift for me over the last eight months is going from dealing with the business strategy and the, the global strategy and being out in front of larger customers and starting to move some of their strategy along. Uh, everybody's looking for the same things and you know it it doesn't matter the vertical it doesn't matter who you're talking to that that centralization of, of services and that flexibility of being able to deploy you know newly developed or newly factored applications alongside you know traditional virtualized workloads it's it's massive and I'm really looking forward to seeing what the outcome is and I'm psyched for today to see how much progress and how much you know you know evolution they've been able to drive yeah it's going to be a ton of fun I've been looking forward to that summit too and uh, just looking at all the speakers especially the view from the top folks you know James Water um, and then other folks as well I think I saw Chad Sackett on there um, it's going to be fun it's going to be a good good little conference virtual as it may be so, i hope y'all have fun <laughs> another old home day you know it's like um getting one of the bands back together at least you yeah know? yeah <laughs> i was on the invitation but unfortunately uh unable to attend uh a lot going on for me i'm i'm uh, moving out of a team that i've led for a little over three years now and into a new world of product management 
And so uh, a lot of things are colliding for me right now. And unfortunately, I can't, uh, I can't sit on that. But um, hey, what else? Cut the brakes on that for a second. What, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, new role, new structure, you know. Um, so, so for as a little bit of history, Tyler, when I first came on to the, the HCI leadership team um, back in December of 2016, Aaron was a, already a part of the team. And, you know, we had just started working together and all this stuff happens in, in Aaron's life. And then bang, he's promoted into, you know, run, building the SEAL team. And, you know, we were at a point in HCI when that happened that things were still pretty volatile and we were still, you know, pretty heavy in the weeds on, on getting stuff resolved. And that team really drove, you know, <laughs> you know to, to use the term again, through the explosion and through a lot of the shrapnel awesome. and the mess that happened and, and, you know, made a lot of our customers happy and really, you know, yeah. helped solidify our position. Don't now, remember that. and now where are you going? What, what's, your, what's the new plan? Yeah. So, uh, data centric workloads and solutions trying to build a pan ISG. So basically all the different products that we offer from the data center side within Dell, uh, you know, driving a coherent solution whenever you think about traditional workloads or emerging workloads that really resonate with the customers. And so there's not something that's, you know, there's an opinion from the server team and from the mid-range storage and from the HCI team, but we have a real strategy, a pan ISG strategy for, uh, for attacking things, um, you know, like AI or machine learning or um, you know, data analytics or some of the more traditional things, SQL, Oracle, SAP, stuff like that. So, so that's cool. That's, you know, yeah. one of the things that we've had to do for a, a long time, you know, we've been so concerned about swim lanes and we've been so concerned about, you know, whose product is the right product and, you know, we're, what part of the zoo do you want to live in is, you know, pretty much what the question has been. <laughs> Um, you know, starting to deconflict that and starting to find a way to, to have a unified solution, you know, is really right back into that wheelhouse, right? That better together, uh, engineering driven, you know, engineered outcome. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, who are you working with? So, uh, Thierry Pellegrino is my, uh, my manager, my boss, the big guy, but, um, I have yet to really see how this will shake out in terms of exactly who I will, who I will have and all that. I think some of that is uh, flushing out today. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited to get into it. It is, cool. um, I know we're kind of diving into a bit of a niche here <laughs> rather than talking <laughs> about generalized news, <laughs> but we'll, we'll shift gears back to that here in just a second. But man, I don't know. I have way too many thoughts about this. I'm going to go on. Um, so there's a lady on our team, uh, Lisa Clark, and I'm going to go on her podcast, Lisa at the edge and talk about all this kind of stuff in depth here, I think in the next week or so, but, um, not an easy move for me, man. It was the right move to develop myself and to help the business, but built some really strong, deep relationships with the people on this team or these teams, right? These SEAL teams, VX SEAL teams. And I've kind of been in a bit of a ah, dark cloud. I don't know, in like a daze for the past two weeks, just, just trying to even imagine myself not being part of this team. Because I mean, this is a lot of blood, sweat and tears and, you know, 
grit. So to get yeah, that pride of authorship, uh, it's, you know, it, it's real. And when you, when you get so invested into something and to that level, you know, and I, I went through it too with the transition back in October, you know, going from the global team onto more of a regional customer facing team, you know, it's hard. And, you know, looking at all the posts, watching some of the stuff that you guys have been doing from the BU, it's like, Hey, I've been a part of that, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you move away from it, it kind of, it, it's like, now. it's like separation anxiety at work. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird. All right. Let's, uh, so let's drill into some of that. You're talking about edge IOT, you know, big data analytics, right? That's a, it's a big topic for everybody, you know, but it means something different to everybody as well. You know, you watch these terms pop up and you watch how people interpret them. And that interpretation is, is, is really important because it influences the, the way that they transact. It influences the way that they consume and the way they build their strategy towards a direction. You know, we had to define cloud for a long period of time. One of the things that happened during the, you know, this um, pandemic has been redefining VDI to people, right? You know, all the different ways yeah, that that they can do it. It's not all just traditional VDI. It can be RDP. It can be VPN concentrators. So filtering through that. Now, when we start to talk about edge and IOT and, and, you know, analytics, it's another area that means so many different things to so many different people. You know, if you're a large organization with a distributed edge, managing that distributed edge is still your edge, but it's not the same as somebody who's doing like IOT collection and, you know, endpoint collection. So, you know, what do you see on how to navigate? What do you see on, on kind of what are you looking forward to diving into with some of, you know, those types of topics? Man, the whole thing. Um, so I've been operating at a product level. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Sorry. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how we can redirect this back to, uh, back to news uh, <laughs> no, 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 and it's actually good. share news things. But a big part of what I uh, am going to do and want to do is, is around customer intimacy, right? So listening to the customer, understanding what their challenges are, understanding what their workloads are, and how can we take the kit, the various things that we have in our vast portfolio and build something they passionately you know, need and care about and help them solve problems, whatever that might be. Yeah, I actually read an interesting article uh, this morning. It was an HBR article that was actually talking about getting digital transformation right. And I, I thought it was pretty cool because it took the approach and it just says companies have to productize uh, basically data consumption and analytics internally if they want to succeed here. So starting the same way you would, you know, with a like the role you're taking on, Aaron, where it says, how do we create a product out of what we have that directly lends itself to achieving outcomes, right? And it's bringing the CXOs and the sales teams, marketing, other decision makers, all to the same table, figuring out what the sort of disparate demands are and then giving sort of a North Star for accomplishing this stuff. And then also at the, at the end, getting all of the data, all of the analytics in front of the end users inside of the company to actually have something that's consumable because a massive sprawling spreadsheet full of algorithms is not something that people are going to look at and say, I can make good decisions based on this. And, and so basically the, the sentiment in the article was, if you can't convince your culture to consume data to make decisions, so data-driven decision-making, right. 
you're going to fail. And it's yeah. not the technology that's missing in a lot of cases, according to, to this publication, right? It's how you, again, productize the data that you've got to your own internal customers. So that was a, it was cool. It was a neat dovetail to what you're getting into, but Chris, I'd be interested in your take on that, especially with the customers that you work with and, and seeing what you see, right? Yeah. And it happens, you know, and this is a really cross industry thing, you know, so we talk a lot about research and medical research here and the, the speed of research and, you know, that deep dive analytics being actually monetized into things like micro studies and, you know, not having to be as shotgun focused with some of these studies, but really getting down into smaller, you know, groups based upon, you know, DNA or certain signatures and, you know, these types of things. And, you know, then when we're talking about schools and some of the things that we're looking at now with the reopening with thermal imaging and how people are going to do, you know, thermal imaging and threat detection at, at the street level, you're right. You know, people don't care about the blob. They care about the, the, yeah. the, the outcome, mm -hmm. you know, and how do you go? And there's so many different ways to go from, you know, Hey, I have all of this data to, Hey, this is something that we can actually use and is valuable and, and, and so forth. And some companies are really good at it. You know, you look at some of the casinos and you look at some of the entertainment venues that are tracking people and doing targeted advertising and so forth. Some of the retail stores that had started to do that. And then there are other companies that are in, or other organizations, whether they're, you know, private or public that are really just starting to find their way. And another way that there's a thousand ways to get something done, how do you find that right target and how do you find that, that right medium to, to deliver it? So, you know, that definition of, you know, this is what you have and this is what you look to accomplish versus what are the buzzword industry terms I'm going to throw <laughs> at it to get people to listen so to true. me. It, yeah. That's the balance that you kind of have to strike. You got to get in the door, but then you got to get specific as well. Well, and, and exactly what you just said, you got to get in the door, but you got to get specific. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, specific and prescriptive, uh, both, uh, but I am like two hours into this role, right? <laughs> and we have already talked about, so specific into data analytics, we need to have an opinion that's, that is more vertical or, or industry specific. We can't just be, here's your data analytics solution. You have nope. to parse that out, right? And the same comes to, you know, with, with the unstructured data solutions scenarios, right? You can't just be like, here's your unstructured data, you know, platform. You have to get into what that means. I'm sorry. I'm distracted by my barking puppy out there. <laughs> I'm going to mute myself when you take over. And what is he, you know, 10 weeks old or something at this point? Uh, yeah, he's, he's three months old. So he moved out of the, uh, you know, pee anywhere he wants after like two days, which was awesome because my wife was ready to just punt him out of the house. <laughs> but he was only three pounds. So it was like, you know, half of a quarter of an ounce of, you know, anyway. There's nothing. Uh, and now he's going Smile through the teething phase. Yeah. And so he's just eating everything, oh chewing God. on everything. And we just got some new dining room furniture. And so he's in there just like gnawing on the wood in there. And oh, that's funny. Yeah, the kids it's are learning funny. quickly not to leave the toys on the floor. Um, oh, but yeah, we got to we got to dig in, right? We can't just step back and throw things on the wall for a customer and say pick, right? We have to say, look, if you're trying to do this, that, or the other thing, this is how we want to come alongside of you and partner with you and build this with you to maximize your success. You know, and the thing is, is that you know we've seen all of these evolutions be science projects. And we know that, that this evolution is, is going to be a science project as well. How do we take some of that, 
beaker guesswork for lack of a better term and turn it into something, you know, that's, that's, you know, actual and repeatable and, and so forth. And I, I agree. Having an opinion is, is one thing, but also understanding customer opinions is, is actually huge as well. Um, you know, I say all the time when I'm talking to customers, I may add, I may be able to give you a little bit of education. I may be able to influence you a little bit. I'm never going to change your core opinion. So understanding, you know, what their opinion on what successful is, you know, and what they want to work with, that's, you know, that's a large part of the key. And, you know, one of the things we've been really good about is partnering with the right people to be able to deliver those multi-headed solutions as necessary. Yeah. So it'll be, it's going to be a fun little landscape for you to surf through, Aaron. You know, um, I'm envious that you get to play with all of this data science stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, well, and that's one small piece, right? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's what's going on. Um, we've got like four minutes left here before our next call. Are there any major things in the news y'all saw? Uh, I, I got a fun on? one and uh, I, I love bringing in, you know, the, the astrophysics stuff, right? So uh, apparently MIT researchers are um, tossing out the idea of putting a static ring of satellites around the sun. Um, with the explicit intent what? of being able to quickly, you know, use data, everything that's coming in, um, to pick the right one of those satellites to launch, given its trajectory, where it is in the in the ring, basically, to launch after inter interstellar interstellar objects that enter our solar system, because there's a ton of research that we would love to do with something that came from nowhere near us, right? Yeah, but. Those kinds of things, one, don't Poses come very often. to hit us or something. I think it was less about that and more about, like, we just want to get close to it. Like, like let's get material samples. Let's, you know, take readings. Let's just Tyler, we need go to weaponize fly this. with the thing. Okay, we, oh, I, we will later. Whether it's aliens sure. or well, a as defense soon as, system. We're, we're going to scan it. We're going to find out it's full of material we're needing. We're going to try to redirect the thing, right? Um, yeah, you know, see us track it home. Like, I, you know, we're going to have um, uh, spaceship tow, uh, tugboats now to grab them and pull them back, right? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so apparently um, a first distant messenger, which is actually also the meaning of the word that we named it, but it's, and I'm going to butcher this because it's, it's Hawaiian, but it looks like Oumuamua is the name of an interstellar object that came in and we basically said, cool, we got it. We're tracking it. Okay, that's it. That's all we now can what? do. Because right. we literally, we don't, we can't move fast enough to go sling something after it to get close enough to really, you know, read it. But So are uh, these things inside of mercury's orbit between mercury and the sun like when you say it's around I'm not the even sun sure, i'm not even sure it matters right so so in this you're talking about the satellites or are you talking about yeah. the interstellar object um, the satellite you said you said a ring of satellites around the sun now that could mean yeah I'd, I'd inside mercury or outside neptune mm -hmm. yeah I, i'm sure it's pretty far away right i mean you think yeah. every planet is also in the sun's orbit so that that's not it locality is not but nearly as important the imagery you as gave the way me they're spinning was divide like <laughs> this this constellation of <laughs> basically a weapon system around the sun we could That's just hit awesome. a button and it fires a rocket away from the sun to hit whatever in whatever direction no no no, no sorry the <laughs> that's how i that's how i view it too. satellite that's going after something right. to, to, to take okay. measurements right think and we're leveraging think like, the sun's energy you know to do uh, anyway i think it's, it's more idea. just about having something that's there in in this array constellation is probably a good way to say it that's just ready to 
fling out of its gravitational trajectory and start flying after something. And so they pick the one that's in the right part of its motion to go chase after an object moving in this direction versus that, yeah. right? So, so, you know, so the cool thing is, is that is we, we've started to land on and study satellite ma or, um, uh, material that we're pulling off asteroids now. You know, we've yeah. had a couple, uh, couple of different governments have had a couple of different landings on, on asteroids and you are know, sending back samples. What I'm interested in is these interstellar, the ones that are the visitors that are coming in are going to probably have a completely different composition and a completely different, you know, yeah. fingerprint than what Materials. we're seeing. Yeah. And it's really going to give us some, some interesting perspective on uh, how we formed, what we formed and what that, that biological soup was originally made of. So um, that's the hope, but that's you cool can't, to find you can't out. Measure it. You can't do it. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Laffy, that was a quick, quick call, man. I, I think clearly we need to have you back on because we need to catch up on more things. Shit, lots to um, talk about. But is there anything you'd like to plug before we shut this down and I go join another call? Um, nope. Just, you know, if, if teams are out there looking for help, you know, always here to help, want to get things done, want to move things forward any way possible. Um, you know, I'll throw out the cool little robot dog in Singapore, keeping people socially distanced. I thought that was pretty cool as well. Maybe we could talk about that next time. Yeah, it's like running around yapping at people, trying to keep people away from other people. Yeah, basic, basically, you know, you can picture your puppy only mechanized or weaponized in your case, running around people's feet, <laughs> driving them away. So, oh, love it. All right, and that brings today's Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And as always, if you've got news that we missed, general feedback, hit us up um, on Twitter, on on through your podcast app. Let us know subscribe and if you want to come join us please do thanks Bye, guys Chris. bye everybody see you dude